Hey everyone, welcome to the World Air Podcast, brought to you by Fortune Favours Beer. I'm James Marshall, and today's guest is the latest Marco to join the 50 Club. He's starred for the Chiefs for the past three seasons, and is one hell of a lad. He also wanted me to do a very big intro for him, so here goes. It is Alex Nankerville. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Alex. Thanks, Jimmy. Hey, thanks for coming on. No worries, mate. I know Pleasure. you just jumped on last minute, just done a podcast with Quinn and Strange and Alex Nankville, one of the biggest Tasman stars, walked in the room and he's keen to sit down and talk. So how good's that? What's what's been happening anyway? No, not much. Um just good to be back in Nelson. Obviously been in Hamilton and tough season up there, so it's good to get back down here and have a bit of a refresh, start winning a few games, <laughs> which is good. Um and no, it's been good so far. Yeah. What yeah. went on up in Hamilton this season? Obviously a real tough year for the Chiefs. Any anything you put that down to? Um, not playing enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, it was a interesting one. Eh? It was probably a few things. Um, probably around just a bit of lack of detail in some of our systems, and um, a bit frantic at training, and it often showed in the game and showed in our attack shape. It was a bit we got a bit lost at times. So, yeah. Um, we had a pretty honest review towards the end of the chief season there, and some good stuff came out, and the boys. Just honest with each other and the coaches and um, the management and stuff like that. Yeah. So it'll be good. To, it'll be interesting to see next year what, what changes and hopefully we can turn around because we've got some bloody good players up there. Yeah, and there wasn't a lot in your losses, eh? You were losing a lot of games by small margins, but yeah, when you start losing like that, it can be pretty hard to break that cycle. Yeah, I know. It was um, it was a tough one, but the boys are all good mates up there, and we stuck together. And um, yeah, there wasn't. Any, we still turned up every week, which was probably the best thing. Like we. I won seven going into that last game and yeah. boys still turn up with a smile on their face wanting to try and do their best to get a W, so yeah. that's pretty... Are you good. signed up there next year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. up there for another couple of years. So. Two more after this? Yeah. Oh, two more? Yeah, two more years. Oh, yeah. I see. But now down here with the mighty Marco, how's that been? You yeah. love it down here, eh? Yeah, I love it, mate. I've been here a long time and uh, we've got some really good mates here now, so it's always good to come back and we always have the same flat every year um, with Finn, Timmy and... Will, but obviously Will and gone back to the ABs, so Dave's come in and Quinn couldn't find a place, so <laughs> he came in as well, so when he's come back from ABs with his injury, then we've got full house, five sure. boys in the house, so it's um it's good fun, yeah. How does the cooking and stuff work? Uh, we do, we normally do it in pairs, so I do it with Timmy, Timmy O'Malley. Oh, yeah. Um, and Quinn normally does it with Dave, so that, that leaves Reed just to do it by himself, but um, <laughs> now we'd normally share it up, which is good. Who goes easy. good? Uh, Dave and Quinn actually, yeah, they go good. Master yeah, chefs. Master chefs. I actually heard you went all right, but no. Just oh, humble. For, for myself, my opinion of that is, nah, terrible. Oh, Just yeah. standard. Yeah. I can cook a meal, but it's not no going to be... flavour. It's not gonna, oh, there's flavour, <laughs> but it's not going to be anything <laughs> special. <laughs> I don't know who told you that, Jim. <laughs> I don't know who told me that either. I might have made it up. <laughs> anyway, take us back. What was it like for you growing up? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, obviously, uh, all my family's up in Auckland, so my extended family, my parents both lived there for a long time. So I was born in Auckland, but at the time, my parents were living in Gisborne. Oh, true. Um, yeah, in Paratahi there. So dad's um, viticulturist, so he's always worked on the vineyards and yeah. was a teacher. So he was teaching at Gizzy Boys at the time. Um, so mum came up to Auckland to have me. Um, just because the appearance of there, so it was easy to, oh, okay. to look after me for the first bit. So I was there for 10 days and then made the journey back down to Gizzy. So I was in Gizzy for four years. Um, don't remember heaps, yeah. Um, but what I do remember is pretty enjoyable. We had like a bit of a avocado orchard there, a bit of a lifestyle block. So oh, yeah. lots of running around and lots of climbing trees. I actually remember I broke my arm. I fell out of a tree, jumped out of a tree trying to be Tarzan or something, swinging on a branch and <laughs> landed on my arm, broke it. So How old were you then? It's four. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> what a tie, Yeah, it? crazy. Um, <laughs> Did you have siblings? Yeah, so I've got um, two older brothers. Yeah. Like, um, my oldest brother passed away with cancer when he was four in 1996, early 1996. And then Hugo, my oldest brother, he's two years older than me. So he's up in, up in Hamilton, actually, as well. Paid for Waikato yeah. um, a couple of weeks ago against us. So, yeah, it's three, three boys. How good. So you claim you're born? Do you claim you're an Aucklander, or would you say? Yes, people ask me this all the time. So I, yeah, so I was born there, but I don't know. I tend to tend to tell people I, I'm from Gisborne. Yeah, but well, you pretty much are, aren't you? Yeah, I guess so. But 
I grew up in Christchurch, so, but they all, I don't know, I'm a bit of a mixed bag. So when did you move to Christchurch? So Dad got a job at Christ College in well, 2000, I think. How old um, were you? I was four. Oh, yeah. yeah. So moved down there. With a broken arm. <laughs> I don't know if I can't remember I might have still had the broken arm um, But yeah we moved down there Which is cool And we actually He was a housemaster at um, Christ College So oh, we got yeah. to live Live at the school It was a massive old mansion oh, Type right. thing Which is awesome as well Because we, me and my brother Just ran around Played games Jumped in the river And it was Yeah it was good fun Yeah And then did you go To Christ College? Nah so I went to Christchurch Boys, so um, the factory. <laughs> the factory, yeah, it is the factory. Anyone that wants to argue that message me, but it is. <laughs> is uh, that why you went there for the rugby? Yeah, I think it was a bit of that, and obviously, Dad teaching at Christ College probably um, learned a bit about a few of the staff there, and he didn't really agree with probably the principal at the time. So oh, yeah. um, he he resigned and got went into another industry after that. Oh yeah, um, and then we moved. I think when I was still at intermediate, I think me, me and Hugo were still at intermediate yeah. by the time we moved, so just before we went to high school, so True. good timing, yeah. And how was Christchurch Boys High, was it as good as everyone says it is? Mate, it's <laughs> awesome school, eh? it's, um, yeah, had a lot of good friends and had a blast actually, it's leaving school, you always want to get out of there, but looking back on it now, it's some of the best times you had, especially especially with the sports side of it, you're always playing sport with your yeah. mates and things like that, so... No, I loved it. Loved who it. who was in your year? Obviously, Christchurch boys high always have some pretty talented first fifteen sides. Did you go through the um, first fifteen with anyone who's kicked on? Um, Louis Chapman, you were yeah. Louis, Louis was my um, when I was year thirteen, we had to go around the year nine class because I was a monitor like a prefect at Christchurch boys. Um, yeah. They split us up into classes, yeah. and I went to Louis's class, which is quite a hard case. <laughs> Um, he was a good kid back then. Was he? Still is, yeah. 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 Um, any first 15 players though? Um, Will Jordan? Yeah, so Will, quite a hard case actually. Will, my year 13 year, he was kind of in and out of the first 15 a bit. He was year 11. Year 11? Oh, yeah. yeah. He was year 11. Um, but he would play halfback. Oh, was he? And a jump halfback? on the wing. So well, I thought that was always a yarn, but he was actually a halfback. <laughs> yeah, he was actually a halfback. So he would play halfback um, and then um, occasionally jump on the wing because he was always speedy. <laughs> so it was actually a pretty hard case. And then watching him kick on, it's just been unreal. How yeah. did he go at nine? He would have been awful. Yeah, I think his um, I think his right to left was all good, but <laughs> left to right, he's showing, going, running it all day. We didn't get much pill that way. <laughs> That's oh, Josh Mackay. Oh Josh yeah, 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 he's, yeah, He's a good man. Um, what, was he your year? No, so he was. Oh, there must have been both, both the year below me. I think actually, can't remember, can't remember how old Will was, but Josh was yeah first five. So I played outside of him at school. Oh, so he's yeah. a year below me. And yeah. were you captain? No, nah, no, nah, I was nah, no, nah, I wasn't. Sean nah. Forster, he's actually. Probably one of the most underrated players um, go out of that first 15. He was seven. Yeah. Tackle, never misses a tackle. Unreal, unreal. over the ball, but just never kind of got into the on. system. He, he kicked on and plays um, senior rugby for Burnside. I think he oh, played 50-odd, yeah, yeah, yeah. 50-plus for them. Um, goes pretty good, yeah. Sure. And then for you, out of school, you went to – you got signed by the Marcos pretty young. Was it straight out of school? Yeah, so – my old man and Tony Lewis, CEO, go back. They used to teach at Christ College together, so sure. that's probably the only reason I actually got a contract. <laughs> um, contact. Yeah, yeah, contact, mate. So originally I was just a PUDC to come up here, and yeah. I was like, no, nah, I don't really want to go up to Nelson because I wanted to study. So yeah. um, kind of sounded up for a bit and then came back with a PU. So to, and that was, for me, like to experience a professional environment was pretty important. So yeah. I could still study at Lincoln, um, I was in the Crusaders Academy, so I spent the first kind of six, seven months, however long it was, in Christchurch at uni in the academy, and then came up to Nelson um, when Mighty Ten Cup started. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, went to Lincoln, good uni. What did you study at Lincoln? Studying, I was studying commerce there. Um, didn't, not sure if I hadn't sorted out my major um, then. I did that for two years, but then dropped it just because I was moving back and forth from Hamilton, so... Just kind of wanted to focus on trying to get a contract first. Yeah. Um, and then I picked it up uh, last year. Yeah, so you're still studying. Yeah, so I got transferred up to Waikato Uni. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's a business degree now, but majoring in finance, so oh. keeps me busy, mate. What a guru. <laughs> not at all. What are your plans to do with that? Um, I'm still kind of, I'm not 100% sure what specifically I want to do, but probably something can, 
kind of that area. Like I'm interested in shares and how the economy works and um, I think there's a gap for those kind of younger boys coming in as professional rugby players their first few years who kind of get this big pay jump from what they were doing before, if, even if they were studying and kind of probably that those habits around budgeting and um, figuring out what more they can do with their money. So yeah. I feel as though that's a, probably a good area, like anything around there. Shit, yeah, you'd be good at that too. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Start it up. Yes, there we go. So back to the rugby, how did the Tasman contract come about? Got to come up end of school during 2014. Oh, yeah. And trained with the boys and the culture was unreal. And I was like, yeah, that's, I was Who stoked. Was oh, the culture. Culture, yeah. Who yeah. were the coaches then? KK and Le- Leon oh, yeah, were there yeah, still. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. Stayed at Tony's house. Did Dad, you? Yeah. He's, my, he's <laughs> like my second dad. Uh, nah. um, and then, yeah, so 2015 I was fully contracted for Tasman, yeah. And playing? Yeah, I played... Um, I think I played five games, but rusty though. Like, I was a big school kid. So how old were you? I was eighteen. Eighteen. Eighteen when I played, debuted. Um, might have ten cups. Yeah, yeah. Shit, that's um, good. Eh? But I was, I was terrible, man. I was probably took for granted. I'd played in um, Canterbury Senior Club footy that year, and yeah. I went alright, but took for granted the speed and um, yeah. probably the physical condition you need to be <laughs> in a bit. And I'd had a had a broken eye socket, so I'd probably put on a bit of bit of fat around the waist and. Um, battled a bit, but it was good. Good experience. How did you break your eye socket? Uh, so actually, my fi- my debut for the Rams, like in university in um, Canterbury Senior Rugby, playing Belfast. Yeah. And um, they did this day first round where all the teams play at the same part. Yeah. We we're playing Belfast and had started off pretty well. Um, made a couple line breaks and got my confidence <laughs> up enough for kick off. We looked to go wide and I'd kind of showed and go trying to beat this. Big Fijian boy who I was marking <laughs> in the midfield. Um, didn't fall for it at all. Unreal body positions just picked me up and just flipped me upside down, driven me into the ground, and his eye, his um elbows just come straight through my eye socket, um, and just absolutely smoked me. He got red carded. Yeah. What did it, you land on your head? I landed like on my back, but he's come down like with his, with my legs. Like come down straight on top of me and somehow <laughs> elbowed me like his elbows just come in my face. You've broken your eyes, okay? Yeah. So I, I didn't. Jeez. I don't know at first. I just had a cut under my eye. Yeah. And then I've gone into the academy um, physios. I think the next day for injury clinic or on the Monday. Yeah. And I was telling them about it and whatnot, and um, I blew so my nose. So did you play on? No, nah, no, nah, I went off. No, nah, there wasn't yeah. much longer to go in the game. Oh yeah. Um, but I've. I blind my nose at some time and I'm yeah. like, that's weird. Like I felt like a bubbling kind of weird kind of pressure going into my into my cheek area. Yeah, yeah. And then I he, he's like, oh yeah, that's probably should probably go that checked out. So went to the eye specialists, or that had the X-rays, CAT scan done, and turned out I broke my eye socket. So I had surgery the next day oh, on the Tuesday. Um, and they put what a plate in. Yeah, so I got a titanium plate underneath my eye, which just stopped the muscle from drooping into the into the fracture Jeez. apparently if that happens you can lose sight or lose movement or whatever in your eye so it's probably good i got that done yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and did you break your other one too yeah 2018 um we're playing wellington up there the boys boys played unreal that day actually got got a win in wellington which is pretty rare for the kind of those times and yeah um i'd come on off the bench with about maybe 30 minutes to go yeah um i was d- kind of inside cover like charging the inside Dupe on Duplessis, he'd step back in, um, and I was kind of going high to like charge the inside, and um, yeah. Tima kind of went high as well. He was yeah. the winger, and T's face is just we just had a head clash, and he just smoked me in the cheekbone. Sure. And you can hear it pop on the on the video of it. But at Did the time, you hear it pop at the time. No, I just no. like I was just like oh, shit, like was that, <laughs> good shot. I was, I was a bit dazed. I think I got a concussion, but yeah, who knows? And I felt like I thought my nose was bleeding, but then I was like on the ground, kind of. Trying to figure out what was going on, but my, there was no nose coming out of my blood. Out yeah. of my, no blood coming out of my nose. Um, and that was, I think, my, I'd done something to my nerves. So oh, I've got like yeah. numb teeth and numb cheek and still. What, still? Yeah. You can't feel your teeth? No, nah, these kind of th- front three here. True. Still numb. Oh, real. So that was a bit weird. And Kurt, the physio, came on and asked me who we played last week, and I got it wrong. <laughs> I think we played, I can't remember who we played actually, it was Counties or something. And I said Manawa too. Oh, yeah. So you were gone. So I was gone. I went and did an HIA, and I've sat in the HIA, and they've asked me all these questions about 
like numbness and stuff, and I was like, yeah, it's a bit numb. Da da da. And I passed, I've passed this HIA, and I've come back onto the field. I think I made another nine tackles on with, that in that last twenty minutes. With your broken cheekbone, the broken cheekbone, and probably a mild concussion. So, jeez, oh, Sam Burgess was made a hero for that. But look at you, yeah. hey? <laughs> no, <Nah, laughs> no hero, mate. But so why why did both your cheekbones? Is, is that just a coincidence, or have you got weak cheekbones? Yeah, mate, might, be, might be my genetic makeup. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I probably just. Poor tackle technique, just get my head in the wrong spot. Um, yeah, who knows, mate? True. Have you had any other major injuries or? Um, not, not really. Just like those classic niggles. I've got had like all the kind of the classic ones, high ankle sprains. Yeah. I did my MCL kind of grade two, one year, but that's all good. Um, a few tendonitis here and there. Got an Achilles one and a hamstring one. But nothing that's major. Probably my the most annoying one's my back. I've got a real bad Gary. Oh yeah, what's that from? <laughs> Who knows? Golf. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> well, I don't play any, so can't be from that. But um, I think ever since I when I left school, I don't really train like in terms of like gym. Yeah. And then going into the academy, um, and like starting to gym, then I think probably just with doing that and the load and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I think the fun- it doesn't function very well, so I always used to spasm and all True. that jazz when I'm running. So it still yeah. does. Like I've had, I've had like scans and MRIs and stuff like that, and um, nothing there, nothing. Um, and then last in the last year when I was squatting, like just doing 100 kgs, just warm up. Like um, I've done something to my sacroiliac ligament, so that's kind of a new thing that's just always sore and stuff like that. So I had like jabs in it. Kind of couple of jabs this year, um, and they work for a bit, but they never really do the job. So it's kind of just to managing in the gym and trying to teach myself how to get in the right positions. Now. Is it sore now? Yeah, I get sore like if I don't have any like back rest. Yeah, like sitting back on something, it like, still was a terrible for it. But oh, true. It's just one of those things you got to deal with. We better wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you moved to the Chiefs. How did that come about? Yeah, so KK was my coach at Tasman my first year and then he'd gone to the Chiefs 2016 so he said to me just kind of probably just a bit tongue-in-cheek like small talk at the end of year um, function we're having a barbie and said if you ever want to come up to the Chiefs or said like I'll be watching you so so like Tony Lewis had no say in that move no dad, dad <laughs> didn't actually have a contribution there so. <laughs> um, yeah so I ended up I, I think yeah my 2016 year for Tasman, looking back on it, was probably one of my best years I had to Tassie. I was missed out on the 20s earlier that year. Yeah. Um, I'd come up to Tasman early and I, I was training with Glenn Stewart, who a lot of the boys train with now, um, who's an absolute wizard in the gym. Yeah. Um, he got me strong and powerful. Um, so I, I ended up getting a few opportunities with a couple of injuries to Fonny and Dave early. So I got an opportunity to play and ended up doing a ride. And then after that, I actually had an offer to go to Western Force. Oh, did you? Which was the year, just the year before they got kicked out of the comp. Yeah. So, lucky good, I did it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, they, they were actually the first ones that were real interested. I talked to Dave Wessels, who's the, I think he's the Melbourne, Melbourne Rebels coach at the moment. Yeah. Quite a bit. So, got a good relationship with him. and um, But ended up kind of falling through just because it wouldn't work with Tasman. Yeah. Um, but then the Chiefs and I could have had an opportunity at the Crusaders to be like a kind of interim training, so like just there till for the two, two months of pre-season. Yeah. Um, so I had some meetings and um, probably came out of the meetings feeling like that wasn't for me yeah. in a way, just, yeah. just with some of the conversations that I had with people and whatnot. Um, but I got offered an opportunity to go up to the Chiefs because Charlie Chisnatai had his concussion issues that year and oh, yeah. he, they were look, he was looking like he was going to be out for a wee while. So Renz and KK were real keen to get me up um, as a replacement and so I went up there, ended up turning down the Crusaders who had kind of grown up in Christchurch. Yeah. So it was probably quite a big deal at the time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Not in like for the public, but like for the management and staff there. Yeah. Um, probably lost lost a little bit of respect from them, um, which is fair <laughs> enough, I guess. But so I went up to the Chiefs and yeah, been there ever since. Yeah. And did you get a crack straight away, or did you just sort of we just in the squad? So I was just in the. I was like a replacement, um, but I had a pretty good preseason. I felt and got named to go over to um, the Brisbane Tens. Yeah, um, and then we had a preseason over there, and I was meant to start um, in the midfield. I think with Timmy Nano or Beaver or something, oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
so that was that was real cool. I was nineteen at the time, and um, I was excited just to be there. Like being a Super Rugby team, I always wanted to do that. So yeah, and to do it with some guys that I grew up watching, and even bullboard for at Jade Stadium was oh, pretty cool. True. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but then had this weird stomach thing for a while beforehand, and then um, my appendix ended up giving in on me. Blow up kind of three days out from the game before that game, yep, before right. that preseason game. Um, so that was a bit of a shame, and they don't, but at the time they didn't know what it was, so yeah, uh, I was in hospital for a few days and then got got sent home, um, with an appendix still, yeah. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't great, I'd lost heaps of weight and couldn't really walk around because I was all hunched over with the pain, oh, but discomfort. So when I went to Christchurch, got a colonoscopy. Which was an interesting experience. <laughs> <laughs> you would have loved it. Yeah, mate, it was awesome. <laughs> nah. um, and then couldn't really find anything from that. Like we were still questioning what was going on, um, but it all healed up by now, and I was back training. So how long was that time period? That was probably happening about two week period. Oh, three true. week period. And you're in pain for that length of time. I'd say probably for the first week, I was kind of on and off in pain. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'd been in hospital, so antibiotics had healed it all up. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't too bad. And then, so I was I was off, the repl- my replacement had finished at the Chiefs. I was back in Christchurch, but I was still at Tasman, so I organised to stay down there and start studying again. Yeah. So I was going to study at UC, just paid for my papers and stuff, and I was going to start playing for the, the Lincoln Uni again. Oh, sure. Um, and then... Renz ended up ringing and said there might be a spot available again. Like we're just trying to work through it because it must have been an injury. I can't remember who it was. Um, and then yeah, I paid for my papers. I think one day and then the next day, Dave Rennie rings up and is like, oh, "There's a spot up here, mate." So oh, real. Pay your bags. So ended up thankfully again reimbursed and yeah, ended up going up to Hamilton and stayed there pretty much the whole year. I think it came down maybe a couple of times when my replacement ended, but I always. Ended up going back like a week or two later, so yeah. that was an awesome year. It was um, I actually got to play four games for the Chiefs and went to South Africa. Oh, true. So that was awesome. Debuted over there against the Stormers at um, what's the stadium called in Newlands? Is it? Newlands, yeah. yeah Debuted at Newlands for the Chiefs. How good would that have been? Yeah, it was awesome. I only played five minutes because Beave came off with a head knock and then went back on. So five minutes, but. I think I got steamrolled by Sierra Khaleesi and <laughs> um, had a ruck, so it was pretty mean. But Good five minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was an awesome experience to just to be a part of the team over yeah. there. Um, so, yeah, and got after that, came back to Tassie without a contract, and then um, Straws ended up ringing me up and saying we want to get back. So, yeah, been there ever since. Yeah. How good. And your first start for the Chiefs? First start. I can't remember. I think it was the same year, actually. So, leading into the... Yes, it was. It was um, the last round of the Super Rugby. We were playing the Brumbies at home. Yeah. Um, and I'd just been training, kind of had a couple opportunities here and there. Um, and the Ren said he wanted to give me an opportunity um, against the Brumbies. So I ended up starting at 13. Oh, true. Yeah, against the Brumbies. And I think I went all right. I, I think I got the defender of the day or something, made all my tackles, made 12 tackles or something. You always get that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, passive, passive chops. <laughs> um, and then, which was main. And then, <laughs> that's actually a funny story. So we played the Stormers the following week in the quarter. Yeah. Um, and I was, so I got named to go over there, travel over there. I got to the border in Johannesburg at that Tambo Airport or whatever. Yeah. Going through passports, like check your passport and whatnot. And um, got up to the lady and she's like, oh, your visa's expired. I'm like, nah, there's something wrong here. Like, got Your the, passport or your... No, nah, so my passport was sweet. Yeah. But my visa had been somehow... Like my visa expired two months ago, <laughs> <laughs> so so I actually the airport in Auckland, we got there at like two a.m. Like you have to get there early as to catch the flight. Yeah, and I was I was pretty beach. We'd played a game the night before, I like hadn't had much sleep. I was probably just a bit out of it, and yeah. gave it to the Qantas lady, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, your visa's expired, but because you're traveling with a group, it should be sweet." So I was like, didn't think anything of it. Like she's. It's her job to make sure that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I trusted her. <laughs> Didn't say anything to the manager at the time because I was like pretty tired, and whatnot. Yeah. So I got got there and then, yeah. So my visa's expired, and he's like, oh, "You can't come through." Um, so I got the manager and old Cobber. A few of the boys will know. Um, he tried to. He was panic, panic stations trying to get me through. Um, but I ended up 
going into the deportee room <laughs> with all these there's some dodgy looking folks in there it was not flesh like the the walls were all bloody run down the wallpaper was falling off it smelled like it was like a like a sauna and there's all these random people and they're just like eyeing me out I was in full chief's kit like what's going on so I sat in there for half an hour not knowing what was going to happen to me Yeah. and then this real nice guy that was like helping he was like mate we've got you on a flight like it's like they're waiting for you they've all boarded waiting for you so this is another flight back to Sydney oh fly back to Sydney yeah so I've probably been in the airport for about 45 minutes yeah then me and this guy have sprinted back with my carry-on bag and I'm sweaty already like yeah. been sitting in this room sprinted to the gate this <laughs> this packed plane like it's full like there's no because we traveled over business yeah so they're trying to get me back on business but business is full I've got on and somehow got an aisle seat in the middle seat because there's a four seat in the middle so yeah. and no one next to me which is cool and got back in my kit and this, everyone's just staring at this dude walking in the plane like <laughs> late as sit down and yeah that was me back to Sydney got deported and did you go back or no nah so just because I'd been there like travelled however long it takes it takes ages yeah, to get yeah, there yeah. 20 plus hours or whatever and then had to do that again like pretty much and like so in three days I've been travelling for two days kind of job yeah um, and I was just ruined like body was tight <laughs> um, so I got back and they're like oh, there's no point sending you back over like because you're just not going to be able to function properly yeah so I think Chase Tierty ended up going back but oh true yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting experience. What a journey! Yeah, okay. I know it's crazy. So I was thinking it was in the I think it was in the news. Um, Chiefs player deported from South Africa <laughs> before quarterfinal. And it, to, what made it worse was Renz, Renz rings me up just to check if it was all good. Yeah. Um, Thursday, he's a bloody good man, Renz. And he's like, "Oh, if it makes it any better, you're meant to start against oh, the Stormers." True. And I'm like, mate, that's not what I want to hear. Yeah. Like, I've just been deported from South Africa, and now you're telling me that I was probably going to start in the quarterfinal. Gutting. Um, so that was a, that was a shame. Um, but the boys ended up winning, which is cool. And then played the Crusaders the next week in the semi, and then I was obviously out of selection just because I hadn't played. And yeah. um, Beaver Beaver had a good game against the Stormers. So yeah, you get another crack. Nah. Niggly. Yeah, but I had a good good do because we lost against Crusaders, and I was back in Hamilton. I think we had like a little red card at the flat and a bit of traffic light, <laughs> so it was good fun. Made up for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. You spoke about Renz. How did you find Renz as a coach? Yeah, I thought he was awesome, eh? Um, just his attention to detail. And I think like he had both that tactical and technical, so like he understood the game really well. Yeah. Like, I think some coaches, even now still in Super Rugby, probably only have that that tactical kind of yeah one or the other but he was real he could do both and yeah um he definitely helped me out a lot i actually lived with him for the first few weeks when i was up there so yeah. it's quite cool um just to talk to him outside of rugby and he's a real interesting guy um but i thought yeah he's probably one of the best coaches i've had in terms yeah. of in terms of both like having everything how do you think he'll go with australia um i actually hope he'll go go well because obviously it's a massive challenge with with the, them probably haven't been as strong as they have been in the past the last few years and for him to go in there and try and turn that around, I think that's going to be pretty cool to see. So hopefully, yeah. for that sake, he um, does well with them. Think they tip them up this weekend? I don't reckon they will this weekend. <laughs> uh, I think the ABs will win. A few years down the track, <laughs> yeah, be a bit stronger. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're also a Cure Kids ambassador. Do you want to speak about that a little bit? Yeah, so um, it's a pretty cool opportunity for myself and my parents, really. Um, so my, I mentioned it before, my older brother, William, passed away in 1996. He had, had neuroblastoma, which is a form of cancer. Um, so pretty much just with that connection, I had an opportunity through a f um, family friend who knew one of the people that worked for Kill Kids, and yeah. um, I got put onto them, and they said I'd play for the Chiefs and whatnot. So um, I kind of had a bit of a profile, not really. So that was like kind of one of the reasons... Um, they got me involved there and then I talked to some of the people and then ended up into becoming an ambassador for them into twenty nineteen. Yeah. So just in the last year. Um, so that's been cool. Um just helping out where I can really. It's been obviously with rugby we're busy and travelling around and whatnot, so yeah. it's not always easy to, to help them out, but um it's pretty special for myself to yeah. be able to give back to my parents. I think obviously they've been through a lot with um William passing away and um, would have been a bloody tough time so just yeah. give them back do something for them like that and also help out like the kids in New Zealand go through some tough times so yeah. to help kind of share that um, just share the kind of like the news about what Cure Kids is trying to do yeah. um, and try and help kind of get funding for that um, the research of 
kids' health diseases and yeah. all that kind of stuff's pretty cool. So yeah, that is cool. And um, as a dad of two boys about to be three, there's there's nothing that scares me more personally than the idea of either of them getting sick with a disease like that. And I can only just imagine what your parents went through and how hard it was for them. So, mate, it's just awesome to see you doing awesome things in this space. And um, is there any way that our listeners can sort of help out in this area? Yeah, if you, um, Cure Kids, um, I think it's a it's pretty big pretty big charity. So if you haven't heard of it, they'll have a website, um, probably just www.curekids.co.nz. Um, if you go on there, it's got heaps of different information about what they're doing, um, different kind of projects they've got going on, and um, there'll be a donation um, area on the page. So if yeah. you, you want to help out, that's that's awesome. If not, no dramas, but jump on the page and you'll be able to help out. Yeah. Get amongst it, listeners. Yeah. How good. Um, so we'll go back to your Tasman times. Obviously, you've been here for, what, five years now? I think that's my sixth season. Sixth yeah. season, so that's decent, and you're only 23. Yeah. I find that hard to believe, but um, you've obviously been in a few finals which you lost, and then it yes. all sort of built up to last year. Yeah. What a special year. Talk me yeah, through mate. it. Far out. It's um, one of the greats, so it makes me a bit emotional to talk about. Oh, go on. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, twenty. So my ever since my first year, 2015, we're always kind of there or thereabouts. Um, we probably compared to last year probably didn't have quite what it take to win and obviously we didn't um but kind of we've built a group of players that have been here probably a lot of them since 2016 2017 and um, we're all starting to kind of gel and learn learn the systems and really understand it so a lot of the stuff became second nature I guess last year and um Goody Derms and the crew there they had awesome kind of theming in place for that year and um kind of everything was just going real well the um, strat was all good um, yeah. And yeah we've had Luckily that some of our probably Better players missed out on the ABs like Davey yeah. So to have him there um, Captain in the side um, And get like Squiddy back and Geordie Tofua um, We had a pretty awesome team So yeah. um, it was pretty special to go 12-0 and 0. Um, That was pretty cool um, We never really talked about Trying to like Trying to go unbeaten we always, It was always that end result Like yeah. winning the final Um so getting getting to that final was pretty awesome. We had a bit of a scare in the semi against Auckland. It was a tough game. Yeah. Auckland, Auckland played bloody well. Um, and then get to the final was just like it was almost meant to be. It was just excitement the whole week. Um, yeah. There was never any really kind of nerves about doubting ourselves or anything. We just I think that was kind of the the mindset that we had built just through through our game and um, yeah. What, Win against Wellington at T Park with a packed crowd was pretty special. It was yeah. a close game too, eh? That one. Yeah, it was. It was kind of back and forward. Like um, Jacko um, kicked a lot of penalties in the first half, and then yeah, it was just back and forth like the whole game. Yeah. And we were pretty lucky. Like we had a good strategy going in. We managed to capitalise early. Like when I ended up chasing kicks, like the kickoffs, I was yeah. sprinting after everyone. I was absolutely <laughs> beached by half time. I remember, I remember Pete and Mungin Jensen like. Almost like calling me out, like this guy's absolutely rooted here. <laughs> like, like, thankfully they didn't come down my channel, but um, yeah. So we ended up ended up winning. It was yeah, I can't even remember the score. It's yeah. a little blur, but that was awesome. And what were the celebrations like after that? Yeah, would have been a big relief. Yeah, Tasman's always pretty good on the dues. Yeah, mate. That's one thing for the boys don't know. As you guys get on the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was it was unreal. We went for. We went four days, finished up on Tuesday. By then, the boys just absolutely in one. Like, there's no <laughs> way, no way Wednesday we could go again. We just went hard early, um, tried to keep it on as long as possible, um, and then probably cut out. So Saturday was pretty cool. Like all the all the parents and all the families were there, all the partners were there, which was real special. So yeah. um, that was kind of nice, just getting around them. And then Sunday onwards, it was just kind of the the, the <laughs> crew, the boys, <laughs> the boys and the management. The management were awesome, mate. Eh? They got around it massively. Yeah. Um, like even the guys that were over in Blenheim, so like Midge, uh, one of the physios, and Corny, Verks, who travelling back and forward to yeah. Blenheim, they stuck around and um, got involved. So we had a bit of a bus trip and a court session on the Sunday, which was awesome. Yeah. And then we ended up we were planning to do a bus trip kind of towards Kaiteri ways. Yeah. Um, we got to the turf in Stoke. Awesome establishment, stoke it up. Um, and it was an unreal day, and it was just the best setup probably for that day. We all just parked up and just 
went just for sung it. it just enjoyed it eh? <laughs> so that was mean and then we went back to the walker and then monday we always go to the sands it's a oh, pub yeah, down yeah, by yeah. tahuna there so yeah. we had a big bar tab there and just stuck in got there early and <laughs> i was absolutely in one and somehow found a second wind <laughs> um and then yeah so monday at the sands and then tuesday i think it might have been coxie coxie's a big golfer and or finlay or whatever yeah um, had floated the idea about doing a can hole. Oh yeah, on day uh, four. Day four. That's tough. Yeah. So they obviously, as you can imagine, like the numbers had kind of dropped by then. How many are you down to? So I think we had about ten to fifteen. Oh, that's still so. Massive. Yeah. Well, obviously the boys, were, <laughs> they were up. So after winning, I was thinking three or four. But yeah. Fifteen. Holy. Yeah. So that was real cool. Um, that's with the start of the bleach blonde hair. Have you, oh yeah. I dyed my hair a couple of times, and me and Finlay Christie had a. It wasn't really a bit, but on the final, if we won, I was like, because oh, he always talked about the socks down, fins up thing, like when yeah. he scores a try or whatever. Um, and I said, if we win, you got to get that tattooed on you. Yeah. And he's like, okay, like, that's sweet. Then if we win, you like dye your hair blonde. Oh, so yeah. I went and dyed my hair blonde that Tuesday. Yeah. Just absolutely in one in the barber <laughs> shop. And then went and met up with the lads later on. Uh, but that was an unreal day. Did eh? Finn get the tattoo? No, he still hasn't got it. Oh, yeah. what? But he will. He reckons he will, but if you know Finn, he's useless at doing stuff, so he's a terrible admin. Um, <laughs> no, no, he's not too bad. Um, but hopefully, I'll try, I'm not trying to convince him to do it at yeah, some stage. He, he, I'd say he'll do it. It's just actually getting around to doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. No, awesome, awesome celebration. How good. When was that your biggest, was that your biggest do you've had? Nah. No? Um, I've, just absolutely lost it this last Chiefs in the Chiefs <laughs> season. We've had the Canes, so we had the bye last round, which oh, was the main. So right. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. every other Super Team had one more week. Um, yeah. We had like an extra week because we had the bye. So yeah. we played the Canes in Wellington. Got gotten out of there, like trying to finish off on a high note of a, obviously a rough season and tough place to go. To yeah, it is a tough place. On a high. It's an interesting old stadium to play <laughs> there. Um, but no, we, we couldn't quite get the job done there, so. But had a good time afterwards. Got like a like a private room, and all the boys were getting around it. So yeah, yeah. Ended up going for six days after that. Six so that was that days. was day one. Um, yeah, and then the didn't you have like um, reviews and stuff all planned, or what happened there? <laughs> yeah. So so we've had reviews Monday, Tuesday, um, with a guy from New Zealand Rugby coming to do them, just for oh, an real? independent one, which is which is good. What what we needed, um, but. We'd, we'd kind of had conversations as a playing group, like, that's a bit of a stitch up, like, yeah, Mad Monday. Like, I remember talking to about. guys at the, in the changing rooms after that game. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, oh, we've been stitched up. We, yeah. can't, we can't go large. Well, but the boys live for the Mad Monday. You obviously um, found a way. We found a way, and it was awesome. So Saturday in Wally, then came back, and we linked up with the boys that didn't go down. On Sunday, got dressed up, um, went around to big gyms, had a main day there, reviews on Monday. So we went to those, but dusty. And then Monday night, a few of the boys. Well, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna drink because I knew we had Tuesday. Had another day of reviews. Yeah. And then um, a few of the boys have thrown some chat. They're just gonna have a few. Go get a feed down at the um, one of the bars we go to. It's um, Tarapa Tav. Oh yeah. By the race course in Hamilton. So we went down. There's pool tables there and the punts and whatnot. So we went down there. Um, and a few few tubes, Waikato and Spates and whatnot and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what happened. We ended up going to the liquor store, getting like two boxes of long whites each. Ended up at D- Damo's house having a beer pong tournament again. Um, so that was that was good fun, actually. It was cool. How was reviews it? the next day? Yeah, they weren't too bad. Like we topped on the head probably around midnight. Oh, so yeah. got got at least eight hours, seven hours sleeping. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the reviews are grind anyway, so um, probably helped they had a bit of a glow on in the morning. <laughs> Um, and then Tuesday night, there's this apparently there's this old tradition with the Chiefs, and there's like a thing called the Mile. Oh yeah, and it's just a big pub crawl down Victoria Street, it's the main street there in Hamilton. Um, so we tried to recreate it in a way, so we went and had a feed. Yeah, and then pretty much did it. So you get into pairs and walking. Yeah, walking down yeah. from each street. So I think it was with I was with Anton, paired up with Anton, which is good stuff. He goes good. Um, and then we've walked down pub crawling down the street to, until you get to kind of the hood street where there's like house and hood and the bank and whatnot you might have been in the bank gym yeah um once at some stage <laughs> um so we did that and then which is cool probably didn't rec- recreate it as well as the old boys but <laughs> it was good good um good stuff and then we got to i think we got to keystone 
and it was like i think we were making it the last bar before we tried to go to the hospital night because oh, there's hospitality yeah. night there yeah and um that's when all the covid stuff happened there oh so true Auckland had just announced new cases in Auckland and I think it was Tokoroa. Yeah. Um, so we're like, oh, shit, we don't know really know what's going on. The boys' phones were kind of going off from their family that was in there or their mates affected by it. Yeah. So like, oh, shit, we might be going back into lockdown. Yeah. So we got, we left Keystone, went to House and Hood, which is like the bar that the boys normally go to. And um, like, we're just messaging on the chat, like, this could be our, like, our last <laughs> night, like, get here. So like another 10 boys turned out that weren't drinking that night, yeah. which is unreal. So we ended up home main night. We we somehow managed to get house to stay open. Yeah. So like we'll keep buying drinks and stuff if you stay open. So they stayed open until three AM for us, which is unreal from them. Um, shout out to House on Hood. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all the boys turned out. We did like had like little mini awards of like who's the hardest horse. All that jazz was pretty cool. <laughs> hardest uh, what horse? Hardest like hardest horse. Like hardest drinker. Like oh, yeah, Sean yeah, yeah, Stevenson yeah, yeah. always says like, I'm the hardest horse. Oh yeah. Does like, he go good? There you go, right? Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> nah, he goes good. Um, but like we had th- did that stuff, so like pretty much who's best on the piss, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then ended up back at my house until like six a.m. Maybe. Um, a few of the like Atu showed up sober. Was main. Yeah. Stevie Mesa, one of the Waikato boys. Yeah. Um, showed up and um, and then the next day was meant to be our like meant to be our team do. So like because we couldn't have Monday, we oh, had yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then, so what? What days are now? <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You're at day six. <laughs> yeah, day. I think day five. Yeah. Um, would be that Wednesday, and then so the management had been real good. Like we were meant to have team awards and stuff, and then go to our function after, but they can the team awards because of COVID. Yeah. But we still able to have a low key because it was under hundred people or something. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, we went out some some secluded place on some guy's farm and he had like this all all this old Waikato memorabilia which is pretty cool so out there for a few hours and then after that it's pretty much a blur the next day <laughs> um I've woken up so like so from there we've gone to Daneway's house again yeah and then I think everyone chopped on the head that night and there's still like a group of us a little group of us hanging around together um ended up going to another few places and woken up on Friday which I thought was Thursday. Yeah. So I thought we'd just finished and Wednesday we'd keep going a little yeah. bit and then like well, I've woken up on Thursday. But I've You're woken up on Friday and my phone's like, I was meant to have an appointment, meant to have an appointment that day for my back because I was meant to be since doing a specialist about it, but yeah. I got it changed. But I had the, still had the notification. I was like, that's weird. Like that doesn't really make sense. Like um, this was meant to be tomorrow. Like, yeah, yeah. And then kind of, I was scrolling through my phone, pretty dusty. And then, and then I figured out that it's Friday, and I'm just like, no way! Like you lost a day. I lost a day <laughs> of my life that I've like got. So I, I do have like the memory of it. I've just because I was just having a good time with the fellas, just lost track of what day it was, and like the day and the night with the sun going down. All yeah. That yeah. So it was an interesting experience. Probably will never happen again. That is few, a massive day. A few life lessons learned on it. Yeah. Uh, well, I was, any lessons you can pass on to the listeners? Just don't do it. Um, <laughs> Yep, don't do it at all. What's a good What's a good do? What would, What's the perfect do for you now? Um, after trying a six day, doing a four, doing a one, I think I think four like four days is pretty pretty solid. Yeah, for myself. Yeah. Um, like that's probably I'd probably keep it there. Otherwise, after that, you probably your body's just wrecked. Yeah. How long did it take to recover from that six day thing? So I had a week before I came out to Nelson. I reckon when I still got when I got to Nelson, me and Finlay did a running block. Yeah, and I reckon I was still still gone. Yeah, so don't recommend it to anyone. Not good. Be eh? sensible. Yeah. Um, and yeah, luckily one of the boys told me to go home. Otherwise, I'd probably <laughs> still, still be stuck around. <laughs> yeah, still be going now. <laughs> nah. Um, but yeah, probably nah. Three days would be good, but depends how hard you're going. If you're going hard, then yeah, cut it early. Yeah, that's good advice from you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and now, um, now you're back here in Tassie. Season's going well. Playing good code. What's the plans for the future? Um, so I've got another two years in at Tasman and at the oh, Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I've got I've got a one plus one at Tassie just after those two years if I want to explore overseas. So yeah. I guess for me, like. Obviously, want to play for the All Blacks and whatnot. So I feel as though another two years at Chiefs, and if I play good and 
Well, no, you'll get a good idea if you are actually good enough to be there, yeah. um, if you make it pretty much or not. So I think that'll be a good indication that um, I'll be maybe 25 by then, still pretty young, but I think if you've got a good idea of being in the All Blacks, yeah. um, for me, like, I still want to be able to travel and experience lifestyle overseas, Japan, or go to Europe or something. So yeah. that's still important for me as well. Like, I don't know, I just want to just shut, shut off my options and just stay here and try and yeah. stay in the system and... Like if I'm not good enough to make the All Blacks, then like I would just wasted that opportunity that I could have gone overseas. So for me, like going overseas is a big part of my rugby career. Like I want to, yeah. I want to do that. So it's two years here, and then I Let's guess I get a good idea, see what happens. Um, if not, if I hopefully I'll be able to get a who knows I might not be able to get a contract overseas, but yeah. hopefully try to go overseas somewhere and um, there'll be that many yeah. tubs after you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll see how we go. Yeah, but yeah, that's. To travel, like obviously with rugby, like you get to travel a bit, but it's always kind of with the group, so you can't really yeah. be the tourist there. So, yeah, um, to go overseas and kind of experience Europe or even Japan, I went yeah. to Japan this year and unreal culture over there, the people are lovely. So, yeah. to go back there would be pretty cool. So, good we'll see what happens. Ah, yeah, I'll take what I can get, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, who knows, but that would be pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good plan, yeah. I like it. Anyway, as always, we've gone to the Instagram for some questions. So <laughs> with your one, man, we actually got heaps because obviously very oh, popular yeah. man. Lots of ladies <laughs> requested you to come on. If the answer's Sunday, what is the question? Father's Day. Yes. <laughs> hey, well done. Jeez, you what what day is Father's Day? <laughs> <laughs> Sunday. Okay. Any tips for a young second five or midfielder? Um, I think for myself is learning to be able to kind of do all facets of the game, not just being one-dimensional, say, in the ball carry or um, or distribution, kind of having that triple threat and being able to kind of do everything. So yeah. for me, like I'm still trying to work on my kicking game and whatnot and my running game as well, but just to be able to do everything when you got the ball. Be able to distribute, put people in the space. Yeah. Also use your feet to break tackles, um, kick kick space as well. Um, and then also on the defensive side, just being a good defender is probably a good thing too. A lot of a lot of people coming down the channel, so yeah. being able to do your speed them. bump. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's good advice. Um, who is your favourite athlete? It's a good question, actually. Mm. Haven't really thought about that too much. Um, I've always been a big um, football fan. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, I used to play FIFA like absolute thrash it yeah. back in the day. Not so much anymore. Um, so like, um, there's a guy called Nine Golan. He's um a, a Belgian. Oh, is he Belgium? Yeah, Belgium footballer midfielder. Yeah. He had, had the mohawk. He used to spray paint at different colours. He's pretty oh, cool. Yeah. He was unreal. I used to love playing with him on FIFA. So he's your favourite. He's up there. Oh, yeah, good stuff. Wouldn't have picked that. In no. a thousand guesses, no. still don't even know that that um tennis player is pretty cool though. That that lady who goes on dates with like random dudes in America. Oh, who's that? Can't remember her name, but she's cool. Did you date her? <laughs> nah, nah. That'd be cool, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be cool but <laughs> <nah>. <laughs> what's her name? I don't know. Can't that remember. goes on to the next question. Actually, are you single? Yeah, I am. Yeah, you are, yeah, I am. Yeah, single. How's that been? Are you looking or? Ah, oh, I'm all about like if it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. So just yeah. take my. Not not taking my time, just you know, if it comes about, it comes about. I don't know. Yeah. Not really. I don't know, talk to girls and whatnot. But are you open to a date? Uh, if, I'm if actually someone not. Wants to message what a lad for a <laughs> sending their CV for. Uh, <laughs> I'm, like I'm like yeah, I'd I'd be pretty like that'd be pretty big for me to do that. So yeah, mate, like you can message. You can, yeah, probably no one will message, but DM I've you. I've been on a couple of dates. Um, Oh, maybe one the last year. Yeah. But no good. not not real for me, eh? Yeah. Oh, it's all good. Like if, if they got good chat, like the one I went on was good. So yeah. um got, had good chat, good girl, good, nice lady. So what happened? Nah, just, just still no keep good. in touch. Oh true. Yeah. yeah. But um well, that's good. Snapchats here and there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not like that, but I don't know. I just don't think it's for me. Eh? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And you've um actually restarted the Tasman Book Club, which is a yeah awesome um, or, yeah. social event. Yeah, How have you found that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Tim O'Malley actually 
wanted to start it up again. He's um loves that stuff, just yeah. getting around the boys and reading books. Yeah. Um. So we floated it to the boys. Um. Last yesterday. Um. Got no feedback. I think I was the only one that said I was keen. Really? So me and Tim have gone down, read a book, and had a beer. Just, just together <laughs> um, But I feel as though Like the boys Don't quite understand The concept of the book club oh, Okay it needs um, a bit more Yeah so we, if we want to Show respect to the past And what the book club has been Then we've got to Probably be a bit more detailed About what's going on there yeah. So we'll try next week Kick um, on Try to get some more people Yeah we'll be good <laughs> We'll run out of things To talk about me and Bruce What book did you have? No we didn't have a book he, I think he took this Mazda BT50 manual in Just to show the book The book but and you didn't have one. Well, that's probably half the reason no one showed up. Cause yeah, maybe. You didn't I don't know. Like book. I feel as though Timmy's a good bloke. Like people show up for him. Like the book. He didn't have a book. Anyway, work yeah. on. Before that, though. Well, I don't know. Yeah, work on. <laughs> okay. Um, if you could choose one Super Rugby player to start a t- Super Rugby franchise, who would it be? A new franchise. You get to choose one player. One player, Dave Harvillier. Oh, yeah, inspirational. He's scout. inspirational. Eh? Yeah, he just does everything. Like he can play, he can play every position in the back line. Yeah. Maybe not half back. Oh, I probably could play half back if he had to. But yeah, yeah it's just he's a wizard. Eh? He's oh, I don't understand. He's not in the All Blacks. Yeah, um, and he's yeah, he's um he's smart as well. So him, good with culture. Yeah, he does yeah, it all. Go, he's yeah, on field, off field. Mm. Ticks all the boxes Right up there Yep it's Good yep, choice there. No arguments no. What was your favourite game That you've played I'd have to say It would be that That final last year um, It's always pl- Always cool playing on T Park But mm-hmm. it was at I think it was at 4.30 this, it was, The sun was out It was under a day There was packed Like the whole crowd was there mm. um, My grandparents My parents were there Um yeah, that was pretty special. And to win it against Wellington and um, top off a under a season. Yeah. I mean, it's the first time for Tassie that they've won that. So to be part of that was pretty awesome. And obviously, I touched on it before, like I've got a lot of good mates here. So it's like just playing with your mates here. Mm. Um, and to do, do it with some of them was, yeah, pretty cool. So Very good. Okay, last question. If you could give one piece of advice to an up-and-coming rugby player, what would it be? Um... I think everyone talks about working hard, and I, that's definitely important. Because um, if you don't, then you're not gonna gonna make it. But I think for me, like last few years, just getting back to the enjoying the game. So just in, I think it feels as though if you're enjoying the game and kind of focusing on yourself, um, like um, that'll that'll make it make you play better and give you confidence. Mm-hmm. Like for me, when I was probably got a bit complacent and too comfortable because I had a super over contract and whatnot and almost loved, lost the enjoyment of the game a little bit. So I feel as though when I'm enjoying it, um, I'm confident and I'm playing my best footy and just worrying about my job and trusting that my, the blokes around me will do that. So just enjoy the game and work hard, I guess, and hopefully that they'll bring out the best of you. Real talk. Real talk, Jim. <laughs> like it What a way to finish <laughs> Hey really appreciate you coming on um, You're a legend of the me, Legend for the Tasman Marco And doing some real good things Up with the Chiefs And really looking forward To watching you over the next two years Into your journey Into that All Black Thanks, jersey Jimmy. I'm expecting So um, Love the way you play Love the way you do things um, And yeah really appreciate you Giving up your time Thanks mate Pleasure Thanks mate Thanks mate